Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Girl That's Scary, and it's time for the Twerkulator. It is Jazz Cordion's <laughs> connoisseur and his cat daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Some really great guests that we've been like dying to talk to. Um, super great guests. Please introduce yourselves, tell everyone about you and um, where they can open their purse and give things to you. <laughs> Ooh, okay. okay. Yes. Uh, hi. <laughs> I'm I'm Erica. I'm Roshane. <laughs> and we are the homies from Homies of Horror. What's up? What's it's up? a homegirl, homeboy link up, homies. Okay. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Um, first of all, thank you guys so much for having us on here. I'm so excited. Um, well, we're both excited. I'm excited to have Twerkulator <laughs> in the back of my head right now. That song is playing on repeat. I appreciate you for that. <laughs> shout out for that one um but yeah we are homies of horror uh we are also a horror podcast and we have new episodes every single monday you can listen wherever you listen to your podcast spotify apple Podcasts, etc um and yeah and that's our name on all social media so if you want to follow us on instagram or twitter then type in homies of horror and we should be there i hope hopefully <laughs> i hope we're the first thing that pops up but <laughs> if we're not we're gonna have to have some words with some people but you know i think so i think so <laughs> listen okay we understand get him in front of <laughs> okay so let's dig into this fucking series so first of all i had never seen this shit before never even heard of it it was somewhere lost in the early 99 2000s like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and past like yeah we're gonna fucking watch this i'm like all right cool i love so... anthologies and this shit is heavy and dark and fucked up every episode i felt like i needed another shower <laughs> <laughs> very accurate <laughs> so before we dive into it of course we have not hit the spoiler region yet um, but so pretty much each episode is its own thing. It's pretty much an anthology yeah. situation. So 
I'm, we'll be spoiling once we get into the episodes, um, which we still won't go too far into because you know it's on Tubi for free. You can watch this right because there are so it's so many episodes, y'all. We're really just gonna like cover a few, maybe talk about some ones we liked, did not like, um, because this shit was a lot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I should pause up again. Um, I would like to ask a question to the group. Um, what are three words you would use to describe this series? Um, go ahead, you guys. Oh. You guys go first. I've got thoughts. Okay. I'm going to say goosebumps on drugs. Because... <laughs> When I went into it, I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be like an adult Goosebumps type thing because it is an anthology series. I don't know why my mind always goes to Goosebumps, but um, some of them had that vibe. But if you added in violence and drugs and a lot of nudity and a lot of violence. Yeah, I said violence already. I had. Let me say it again. Violence, because I wasn't prepared for how gory some of them were, but I wasn't mad at it either. (laughs) <laughs> i mean honestly on that i would say dark horny and violent those are the three words i put for this show because i wasn't expecting how damn horny this show was i texted erica like halfway through watching this i was like hold up why is somebody why is somebody naked every single episode i was not ready i was not prepared it was way too deep in the quarantine for this <laughs> it was a lot of nudity. <laughs> I was I was like Erica, what or no? We were talking like, what was this streaming on before it was on here? And then she was like, oh, it was on Stars. I was like, never mind. It all makes mm-hmm. sense. It all makes sense now. This was that late night stuff. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, it was on Showtime. Yeah, my thoughts <laughs> media. Mm. And I was like, this is why there's so many titties. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, Showtime had the late night on lock. So, mm-hmm. I, yep, that's all I got on that. Um, my three words was this shit crazy because that's <laughs> truly what I was yelling out every fucking episode. This shit is crazy. Well, like literally what the hell is going on? Um, send help. That's it. Um, I wasn't mad though, that it was super dark and morbid for majority of the stuff because I told jazz literally this morning, um, I was like, I must be a weirdo because one of these episodes, like I felt sick, like, I felt like I was going to vomit and I was excited and I felt <laughs> like, like oh, that sounds weird. I'm like, no, because we all watch so many horror films. So at this point, there's only like, I'm, I'm not really scared. Like I'm a little like mm-hmm. more nervous, but actually scared. I was fucking scared. I was like, yo, it's something, it's getting crazy. I might have to cut this off. And I started watching like some fun YouTube videos. <laughs> um, yeah, my words are I need assistance. I felt like every episode I needed a fucking adult. I needed to call somebody. Like I needed to get Jesus on the main line something because I, I and I, when I watched the first episode, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Then I watched the second episode and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Let me text Kathleen right the fuck now. And, and, and mind you, I'm texting her from the next room over. And like, excuse me, what? what and then I'm like, okay, this gets dark. But then once we get to the end of season one, I'm like, wait a minute. I kind of, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. You saw the vision. Yeah. I definitely like a favor season two over season one. Me too. Um, but we'll get into that. So we're about to uh, start spoiling the shit out of this. 
Um, do I think you should watch it? Yeah. Fine. Yes. If you if you are a sick fuck, sure. Why not? <laughs> and most of us are. Um, especially if you watch horror movies the way we watch horror movies. You want to see some wild shit. Go yeah, ahead. It's it's very heavy. That's just the sentence. Heaven, um, heaven. Yes, Dream girl's gonna be stuck in my head for the next five thousand days, okay? Um and Jazz had a like made a point the other day. We were chopping it up and she was like, This is like attack on Titan. Like you can't you mm-hmm. can't keep watching a whole lot of these episodes back to back. Like people start feeling real sad. Mm-hmm. It's just not a real good like feeling in your chest. Um but if you wanna push through, like I essentially did towards the end. Um, Me too. It's not worse than watching them all together, and I did that in like twenty four hours. Oh, so, uh, mm, it's okay. you know, we made it. Mm. Okay, we, we made it. And I will say too, I mean, the nice thing about this is, if you're interested in it, you know, you can always go. And if there's a specific director, because each episode is from a different horror director, mm-hmm. so if there's like a specific one that you like, you can just watch their episodes or just watch, you know, whatever would. What, one sounds the most interesting to you. You can bebop around a little bit mm-hmm. if you're not quite sure if it will sit sit correct on your spirit. You can always hop around. That's true. That's true. Like that's that's why I like that's why I like anthologies for that reason. Because like if one of them, if you watch one of them and it's trash, you're like, all right. Well, I mean, just because that one's trash, don't mean the next one's gonna be trash. And that's kind of honestly, that's kind of how I felt going into it. I was like, hold up, what is this? What is this made for TV stuff? Like I really felt that way for a second, but then it kind of grew. It kind of grew on me after a couple episodes. It was one of those like, you know what? Let me just throw on the next one. Let me just see what they're gonna do in this one because there was some wild shit that happened in the last episode. So I want to see what happens in the next one. So like, it, it it definitely is one of those like for me. It was a slow burn to the point where I'm like, all right, well now I'm just watching these all day and all my roommates looking at me weird. Like, what are you watching? <laughs> I could not, if anybody walked in on me watching this show, I couldn't explain anything. I just had to be like, bro, it's for a podcast. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> oh, yes, because you, you definitely can't watch this with the fucking door open. You know? <laughs> away from this. There's titties everywhere. So let's go ahead and do our alert. Burr, 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 burr. Spoiler alert. Yes. We're going to spoil the fuck out of everything. Yeah, watch mm-hmm. this crazy ass show. Um, so, <laughs> uh, oh, and apparently Mick Garris had a dinner. It was like, yeah, gang, all my like director friends, let's do this shit. And they that was sounds like, like yeah, a wonderful idea. Let's do this shit. And that, that's really just how it happened. They was like, what's up? And you're going to see, I I think I worked on name each director for the different ones. I did too. Which I was just too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a lot of fucking notes. Because I'm like, damn, it's a different motherfucker every time. <laughs> 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 But let's let's start with at least the first episode of first season, Incident on and Off of Mountain Road, which by is by Don Coscarelli. I think that's what it looks like. Fantastic director. Sounds right. We apologize, guys. And John dies at the end, which I have not seen, or Bubba Hotel. But Phantasm, I did see. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. Well, before we get into it, I would like to say trigger warning for sexual assault. Mm -hmm. For the whole, for like the whole series, for real, for real. Honestly, truly, yeah. Um, domestic abuse, throw that in there too. It's just, just, just know that trigger warning. If you could think about a trigger warning for something, it's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then some mm-hmm. of those episodes, honestly, like there was one episode. I know we're about to talk about the first one, but they just casually like glanced over. I think it's the B card one, uh, where they just casually, not casually, but it felt casually to me because they didn't really dive into it. That the teacher 
was abusing the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then turned the teens into a vampire. I ain't like that because, you know, Alan Strange was turning, he was the first one, and then they made that reveal, and I said, hold on now, this don't even, I feel dirty. The way that they casually sprinkle that into a couple of these had me spooked. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, I had to rewind a couple of them, because some of them are throwaway lines, and I said, no, they didn't. (laughs) <laughs> no they didn't do this but yes they did they took it there they fucking took it there um incident on this on and off, <laughs> on and off, on and off my road this joint this girl she's out here in the road and it looks like oh she's getting in an accident situation because it starts mm-hmm. off and they do some flashbacks mm-hmm. so I'm like alright what the fuck oh car accident I'm like it's gonna be something in the woods watch and it was something in the fucking woods it was a lot of somethings in the woods and I was intrigued I was shook um, I was a fan of the creature that lingered in the woods he was giving me uh, the same feels that creature from what's that uh, Gerald's game Mm-hmm. Um, when it was like, is this really happening? Is this not happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we later find out that old girl, the reason why she, because, you know, we were following her as she's running through the woods and trying to escape. She got the survival tactics out there. She was, I loved her. She was doing everything for the most mm-hmm. part that we would want her to do. But, you know, some people just 10 steps ahead of these niggas. And she was, she was like it. But, you know, you find out that she was escaping with an asterisk next to it. Um, a really shaky situation with her partner. He was very controlling. That was how she uh, learned all those survival tactics, or if that's what you want to call it, because it was more than that. Um, because he had a lot going on in his life, and it was I was distressed. I did like how she was getting her own revenge, and how they kind of like snuck in that sneaky side story um, that left you wanting more, like kind of like at the end of the show. So you're like, damn, what is about to go next? Like, I would like to see that expanded. I like that she was kind of like giving us, if you want to say so, anti-hero slash revenge story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But while she's trying to get her revenge, some old bullshit pulled up on her on the side of the road. Like, <sighs> rest in peace to all those people that were up on those um, those posts. That was a lot. Mm-hmm. I, know. I said, where is this mountain road lead? Because a lot of people <laughs> <To hell. laughs> be, be, be driving through there, apparently. Oh, and I was so excited. I saw my boy, Ethan Embry, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I love him. Imagine my surprise when (laughs) (laughs) he was the worst. (laughs) The worst. Oh, wait, like, no, nope. hold up, hold up, hold up. He was he was bad, but you know who was the worst and why I had a hard time enjoying this damn episode? Is that old man. That old man <laughs> had me fucked up, dude. I could like every time he was on screen, I wanted to slap him. Cause this th- this man was the eight was 90 years old with the mindset of like a 12-year-old, and I just couldn't take it. Like I really could not do it. Like I would be I would be so compelled by what was happening. And then he would pop up and say something and it would just instantly pull me out. And I was like, girl, can you just can you just off him already? Can you just get rid of him so we can continue on with a good episode, please? So let me ask you guys, was it that because he was he was actually able to like get out or he wasn't actually um, like strapped down properly? Mm-hmm. Was it just that because he definitely was like a he had been captured and had been there for a long time. So do we think that maybe he just figured out how to get out, but was just too crazy at that point to want to leave? 
I thought he was. I thought he was in cahoots with old boy because he he oh. straight outed he he outed homegirl when she was trying to get out. He's like, hey, she's escaping. I was like, you snitch. <laughs> fucking rude. I, so I definitely thought that he was in cahoots with him, especially when he like he could reveal that he wasn't really fastened down. I said, okay, so he just be in here as like a dummy prop, like just really get the shit shaking. Like mm-hmm. feel like, oh, you know, it's somebody in here. I'm I'm about to get out of here. And he's like, psycho boo boo bitch, I'm wasting like, <laughs> That's what I felt like was going on. Um, but I um, did I was also curious as to why if he was not you know, physically chained up, what was um keeping him there? Like, I'm pretty sure this man goes out and gets his victims, and he seems like he's able to get around well enough. Yeah, he was dancing. Exactly. I mean, he was bo- he was two-stepping. When he was he got giving up- Grandpa Joe. <laughs> uh... Very much, very much Grandpa Joe, yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually, I liked the twist of this one and i and i like i felt like it was a good introduction to some of the twists that are going to be throughout this series and it was a good one because i was i kept wondering how they were going to tie that in Mm -hmm. um but i don't know the only thing that kind of sat wrong with me was i didn't like how they kind of made it seem like oh now she's crazy Cause I'm like, no, don't do that. Like she, she deserves this. <laughs> like yeah. she, she deserves to, to be everybody and have her, her thing. But they kind of made it, it seem like she was going crazy at the end. Yeah, it was a little like muddy. I was honestly kind of pissed off that like even as she was torturing, uh, what's his face? Like she still was like, oh, I gotta thank him because he's the reason I got out of this. I'm like, girl, you did that on your own. You better, you better not. Like just just drill him and get it over with. Don't give him no props. Like that man is trash. Like that 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 to me in the writing, I was like, I don't I don't really like that. Like it fe- it felt like it took the message they were like trying to give and then like kind of watered it down a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being too harsh, but like this this episode to me, it was like it started off like I was interested in it, and then like as it went on, it kind of lost me. And then the twist at the end kind of pulled me back a little bit. I was like, okay, okay, this episode's not that bad. But, like, I don't know. Something about the middle part of this one didn't sit well for me, personally. The, around the middle part is when I started looking at my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I first saw this, I was turned off. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching here? Because I was like, this felt, it felt like some brand new cheap CW jank they threw on to come on, like, fucking before Supernatural or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. I was like, okay, what is this? I did like the kind of twist at the end. Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. that, but I was like, man, I hope that next episode is better. That's what, That were my thoughts. So <laughs> was not better. <laughs> was I was about to say, twice. oh, that's a disappointment right there. Uh, <laughs> the next one stressed me out. Like, I love the end, though. But I see, for me, like, I don't know if y'all know, but I am very much just like, I don't, I don't care. This might be shitty. I'm gonna just watch it. Let's just see what happens. And if it's, there are very few times that something is like extremely terrible to the point that I will, I will turn it off. Like I'm like, nah, I can't do this. And that means it was extremely offensive for like, I want to say no reason, but it was just like mm-hmm. mood as shit, and I just could not deal with it. And that says a lot. Um, but for this, I was just like, okay, well, until they, you know, that rat turned around that corner and it had that face. And I said, no, 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 no,
<laughs> it's a rap. It was a rap as soon as they showed that rat's face. I was like, nah, nah, y'all got me fucked up. No, I am not going through this whole episode with this damn man face rap. What is this shit? What, what is this sci-fi channel bullshit? I'm so <laughs> Bruh, Sci-Fi Channel wouldn't even do any dirty like this, bruh. I was like, I know they didn't just fucking implode. <laughs> I was like, this is bad. Everything about this is fucking annoying. And now, this story is also based off an of HP Lovecraft story. Oh, fuck so him. I want y'all to know that when I, and I didn't know that until afterwards because I just hit play. I'm not reading nothing. Um, but when it's when I learned that afterwards, I was like, oh, okay. So put some Koofy, like, so what y'all really saying with the rats? Like, I'm like, oh, okay, it's getting shaky in here. I don't know if I like this story. Mm-mm. This story was so wacky. I don't understand. I don't understand any of it, to be honest. Because at, at first, it started. Mm-hmm. And I was on board. I think I was on board for, like, the first 10 minutes. Because I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a, a kooky tale or whatever. And then I saw, like, uh, who did this? Stuart Gordon did this one. And, you know, I like his movies. And so I was expecting it to go in that kind of a direction. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, look, we get a rat with a man's. First of all, when that old man said, have you seen, did you see the rat? Did it have a human face? I said, they can't mean, they can't mean that. <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's, it's symbolism. They can't. They can't really mean that. And then when he woke up to that rat on his chest, I mean, (laughs) uh, I I didn't know what else. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take any more notes on this one. Because all I have in my notes is rat with a human face. (laughs) Because I didn't know what else to say. And then the whole thing with the baby, it's, it's fine, I guess. But yeah, this one didn't have enough for me to be interested i think the only reason i was interested is because i just thought it was so bizarre Mm -hmm. and i was wondering what they were going to do next with that but i didn't care what happened to any of the characters yo even the baby i said (laughs) i don't i wish i cared for this baby i I wish i cared for the child but i just couldn't get into it (laughs) into any of it problem with ratman is they had the audacity to make this motherfucker a main character like we need like we needed to see him multiple times throughout the things like if you go you get away with that once maybe and i'm all right with it but you gonna give me him every other scene yeah he had a whole character arc (laughs) i mean by the end of it he he became the main villain by the end i was like y'all got me fucked up with (laughs) (laughs) just casually eating this man's insides like okay all right but it was bloody it was bloody it was a bloodier episode than i thought it was gonna be there was more blood than i was expecting in this wacky little tale and that's what kind of like saved it the end but it just you know you saw how i had to hit it like that That was it real squinty eye um because always blood that's an ass that's always an option more blood i I, I, like honestly throughout all these episodes i've been thinking like what was the budget for the blood like how much (laughs) Mm -hmm. blood did they use because it was somebody was in the back like we need more blood (laughs) gallons yeah Mm -hmm. i'm i'm definitely a fan so I know the next episode is like one of a few zombie related episodes and <clears throat> Girl, I you have the next one. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, Freddie was wilding. 
Y'all need to get Robert <laughs> the fuck out of here, dog. Robert Angel's gotta go. Period. Dance of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, not. That was trash. That was, I'm I'm not even gonna miss words. That one was trash. I I I did not like that episode at all. No. And I was just like, so where is this going, Kathleen? Because I was in the room like, so I'm on episode three and I fucking hate it. Girl. Um, and I'm just gonna... <laughs> I don't know, friend, because I just said this looked fun as shit. But then they also had another zombie one. Um, because I'm going out of order because I mm-hmm. totaled all the zombies mm-hmm. up together. Um, that had me. Well, there was one that had me a little shook. Where's the other one? Which homecoming? the the homecoming one? The one homecoming with the homecoming was like the political satire. Uh huh. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I was all right. I was all right with homecoming. I it wasn't my it. favorite, but I was all right with it. It was fine. I thought that it was silly that they had the military corpses voting. I was like, you came back from the dead to participate <laughs> in a fucking system. Child. This is what you did. Some people really want to do shit like that. You are already dead. I would have just overthrew the fucking system. <laughs> yeah, I homecoming. I liked it because I liked what they did with the the idea of the zombies where they came back and they, you know, had like a a mission and they weren't just regular zombies. I I enjoyed that bit of it, and there were some nice scenes in there. Like the scene, the scene where they, the couple takes the like zombie soldier into their cafe and it gets really <laughs> sentimental for a minute. I don't know. I actually kind of liked it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, it was this, I think when, by the time we got to homecoming is when I was like, okay, I, I'm liking the different stories mm-hmm. more. Um, so maybe that's why I was like I was vibing with it, but yeah, it definitely wasn't the best one. But it was, it was like a creative idea, at yeah, it was least. A cool idea. The 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 part that had me a little messed up though is how casually they killed off that poor uh, black soldier in the beginning. Yeah, like he he got killed for no a for no reason, for nothing for no reason, and then they don't even like give him a moment to express death. Like he's just dead in the background. As the zombies walk off with a at ease soldier shit, I was like, "Why couldn't you do that a, a moment earlier? Why yeah. did have to get shot by his partner yeah. and then just left to die? Like they didn't even want to eat his ass." I was like, "Okay, all right, well." Why? Yeah, why were they squaring up on the last soldier like that? <laughs> and then they didn't do anything to him. And then when his friend came in, shot. Not only did they kill this man, they sh- the amount of times he got shot. He was bouncing off of the wall because this man was unloading his entire gun, missing all of the zombies. I I mean, that that part did have me scratching my head because as soon as they left that that black man in that place alone, he it was they were already (laughs) making his headstone. It was a wrap at that point. But the part the part is, though, like I wouldn't have been mad if they were actual zombies and they were trying to kill him. But the fact that he was in zero danger whatsoever, <laughs> that's the part that pissed me off. I was like, he didn't need to die. This man could have gone home to his family. I was upset. That part, that 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 upset me. But the rest of the episode, I was like, all right, it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that episode, it was it was fine. I Com- just, I was like, oh, this is silly. I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about y'all that got the military back for the dead voting. And I just, <laughs> I just could not get past that. But towards the end and the characters, 
were the worst people in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, please let these zombies eat these motherfuckers right now. Bro. Mm-hmm. They, but the zombies in here, they dropping cars, they doing whatever they doing, <laughs> like they're doing actual activities. They are not stupid. They are yeah. They they literally came back to the dead with they same from the dead with their same senses, like, listen, girl. Yeah. Do not try me, try God. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm the undead. You better do what the fuck you said you was gonna do. Mm-hmm. But you know they didn't, and you know they probably got their ass fucking ate up and, and fucked up, and that's what they get. Um, mm-hmm. That was directed by Joe Dante. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gremlins, uh, which is nothing like this. No, <laughs> nothing like no. This. no. Uh, but it was still a fun time. It I was. Think. It I was. Sorta. Now, what did y'all think about the other or the in the final zombie like story, Hakel's Tale? Okay. Um, <laughs> that's what I want to know. I was like, I know this going to go left. Like the whole time I was like, I know it's going to go left. And when they when they panned out to Slim out in the uh, fucking graveyard, huh, I said, hold on now. Not like this. <laughs> Let me tell let me say that I was watching that episode with my room door open and then I very quickly closed my door. I was like, I don't need anybody walking and seeing me watching this right now. I mean, at this point, at by the time this one came in the season, I knew the amount of sex that we had gotten as soon as they heard her quote unquote screaming in the woods, I knew. I knew what I said nope. no just let her finish because that's the thing about this story is heckle had was just in everybody's business for Mm -hmm. no reason for no reason he could have minded his own if he minded his business this story would have been totally different but no he had to put himself into grown folks business that didn't involve him i was like why are you going out there to be a hero when she doesn't want you she doesn't. <laughs> I, mean... I want to I know if the concept line for this piece was the dick so good she got to bring him back from the dead. <laughs> I mean, listen. once you go dead, you don't go back. <laughs> did she kill the motherfucker to get the zombie dick? Because that's what it seemed like. She was she a zombie she baby. I was so stressed because at first I was like, damn. She loved that man so much. She fucking him truly in the act. <laughs> it could never be me. But then when they did the reveal and the tables turned and she got the new man, I said, oh, she just like dead penis. Please send help. Like, <laughs> and she like, the club up. I'm like, ew, I But I will say, I liked that the baby had got, um, got loose and took my man out. I did like that the baby was very active. Um, that mm-hmm. was a fun kind of kill for me. It, it kind of, I don't even want to say cleanse the palate because that's a real like wild ass sentence. Describe <laughs> 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 but it's kind of like, it might be mind erase me temporarily that I just saw like somebody ride a zombie dick and I was so like, <laughs> She was getting it too. Oh, oh She was in her own world. She couldn't even hear. People were dying around her, being she murdered. She could not be bothered. Her husband at the time got ripped apart two feet away from her, could not give a single fuck about it. No. She was like, I'm busy. None. Very Y'all busy. Are interrupting me. I told you I'm out. 
And, and what really had me like in my brain, I was just like, I can tell. I know all men wrote this, but I can tell that men wrote this. Oh, mm-hmm. like, it was like more tit. Who's having <laughs> sex with zombies, man? Like, this is, oh, it's a lot of like uh, erotic fucking horror going on, and that's my mm-hmm. one of my least favorite subgenres. <laughs> I feel real weird. I don't. I don't want my horror to turn into a porn, bro. Like I would. It's not like soft porn, like ooh, Cinemax. No, nah. they are showing bush. Okay, <laughs> they showing people bouncing. They showing booty yeah. cracks. I was like strippers, oh. titties. <laughs> There you hearing the lot. skin clap? I'm like, ew, bitch. <laughs> and it was the yeah, it was the <laughs> longest one because yeah, we have a whole set piece and scene that has to be unfolding while she's still like fucking the- for her life. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And they had the shots where you could still see her in the background. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, what was this day like on set, man? Oh my lord. It was too much. It was, and then the end, <laughs> the ending of it, because by I mean that by that point, this is one of the ones where it's like a story within a story, yeah, or like someone telling a story. And so by that, I was like, oh, okay, it's gonna be her. And I love, and she still has these men dick appointments every night. All that, <laughs> that's all they're there for. She brought them back to life just to have sex with her every night. And I said, I mean. Living the dream, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I love that for her, but also, please send help. help. Like, literally, get get her somebody to talk to, please. Send some help for her, send some help for us as the viewer. Listen, what, please? I need assistance. Oh my God. I was like, and she's really, and you clearly can see she's still choosing. I'm like, please, please, yeah. no. Speaking of sex. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I will give it to this one, though. I never knew where this story was going to go. The way that it began in the first yeah. like, 15, 20 minutes, this is not what I thought. This is not <laughs> how I thought it was going to end. So I'll give them that. They had me on my toes. Listen, I thought it was gonna be some pet cemetery shit. Like you walking in <laughs> back to life, yeah. Wilding. No, this is y- y'all are gang banging in the cemetery. <laughs> cemetery. Like what is? Ooh. Speaking of sex, uh, Jennifer, which is Dario Argento. Um, I didn't care for it that much, but I just want to bring up that why? What is all this bestiality shit going on, man? Yeah. That and Dear Woman. Dear Woman. Oh. She has a. You know, mm. she's not presenting. Dear woman, she's not presenting as like, ooh, I'm this creature. Mm-hmm. But in Jennifer, no, that's a creature. The tail is unfurling while she on ride dick. I'm like, girl, excuse me. Send help. <laughs> this, that, I mean, th- I just... will say this. Every single episode, whether it was like actually scary or if it was like super like dark or if it was like disturbing it came to do what it came to do like it did what had to be done it, it got it talking we're talking about it right now I know back in 05 them niggas was shook they was <laughs> every Sunday night on Showtime like I don't know what the hell this is like, they had to be because I know I'd heard about it but I did not watch it but I'm here to let you know if that would have been me in high school yeah so junior, junior year and senior year I would have been like turned the TV off and just stared at the basement, <laughs> and then just like sat in silence for two seconds, and then just ran up the basement because what the hell is this? Listen, I just 
I don't I don't know what the fuck I was watching <laughs> for a long time. Now the sex I did enjoy was Sick Girl. Um, because I'm like they had my homegirl May. Her name is not May. Angela Bettis. Yes, I can mm-hmm. call her May because we covered May. And I'm like, oh, that's my boo. She. I also feel like she was in the um, Carrie remake for 2006. She was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And then I saw uh, Lucky McKee that directed May. So I'm like, oh, okay. But they also di- directed All Cheerleaders Die, mm-hmm. and you hated the AV usage mm-hmm. there. Uh me too. But <laughs> I, that was the movie I turned off. Yeah. Uh, but this one is—it's all right. I, I kind of like Sick Girl. I, I, I yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I had fun with Sick Girl. Like it, what there was something charming about it. I, I think it was the characters just watching them like uh, talk to each other and like watching the love story unfold. Like I didn't really necessarily care about all the other stuff that was going on, going on, but like watching them connect was fun, and I liked the characters that they made. I thought they were interesting. Uh. It got weird, like all the other episodes do, but uh, it was still good, I guess. <laughs> I, that's how I feel. I'm sorry. That's how I feel about like 90% of these episodes. I'm like, it was good, I guess, like if I like really think about it. But like, there's just always some like hella weird shit in there. Man. Sick girl. I don't know. I had a really hard time getting through the beginning of this one until things started happening i had a really hard time because i wanted so i really liked the concept of it and once they like started getting together and stuff i was more into it but it took me a minute to get into those characters y'all i they were i know why they were but they were so caricature mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sometimes it just it's hard for me sometimes to enjoy that because after a while it gets a little grinding for me and but once like they got together I feel like that kind of chilled out a little bit and they became a little bit more human um but the beginning of it I was I was struggling for a minute and and oh boy, I was like, and you too. You're because when she first got with her coworker, I was like, okay, he's like a little bit more, like, you know, uh, he like offsets her kookiness. But no, he was just he was just as bad. They really played up that shower joke like the whole damn episode. <laughs> like they they was really about this man trying to get that that phone call in the shower. It's like, bruh, this does not strike you as strange. What you doing right now? You don't find this weird. Oh, mm, I don't know about him either, but (laughs) (laughs) like maybe because I watched a bunch of these in a row and like maybe it was just seeing two characters that weren't like, quote unquote, normal people. I it it made it easier for me to just kind of attach them like, yeah, I'll watch some kooky characters for a little bit. I don't know. I I, I, I like this one more than than some of the other ones. Yeah, I feel like once I got to because. At this point, episode one through like six on a seven, I didn't. I was like, I'm not banging with any of these. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. I did not. Cause chocolate. What is that? I didn't yeah, I didn't like it. that one. Homecoming. I told you the zombie voting was a little silly. Dear woman, I was like, okay, I guess. I mm-hmm. like the premise of cigarette burns, although that's out of those seven that you talked about. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I like cigarette burns. When I first saw that, I was like, wait a minute. 
okay, so y'all trying to do a little something. Okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, yeah, that one was scary. And I was like, oh, it's our friend who we know we can't trust. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Norm, you know, he always is in the middle of either he's a good character, but not, a, he's always a shaky character. Yeah. No matter what, <laughs> like even if he's a good guy, he just looks like the shaky good guy, mm-hmm. hero. like yeah. he's just hanging out. Yeah, seeing seeing him baby face though, I was not ready for when he popped up. <laughs> I was like, look at little young Norman. Oh, look oh. at look at my man's. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. Oh, honestly, like that the episode was good. That was definitely one of the better ones. I couldn't tell if I liked it though because Norman Reedus was in it or because I actually liked the episode. Mm. Cause like I'm a big Walking Dead dude, so I was like, as soon as he was in there, I was like, well, I'm a I'm a enjoy watching him at least, like at base level for this episode. I'm a like that he's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it had, but it also has some wild shit in it towards the end too. So like I gotta give him that. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, with the with the projector and his intestines, that that part had me messed up. I was like, oh, they they didn't cut away neither. They they kept it on it. I was like, oh, that's a lot. And that's great because I feel like Blade 2, like normal readers, not well, he wasn't fresh off of Blade 2, mm-hmm. but he was coming off of Blade 2. And also, I feel like the person with the intestines wasn't he the big bad vampire in Blade? Was he? That got killed in the sun. Was he? His face looked real familiar. I'll give you that. But like, I didn't really like fully recognize him or where he was from. Yeah, I was like, it looks That's like that right. vampire guy who got defamed. <laughs> <laughs> he was going through it, actually. Listen, I was like, you he's having the worst time ever. He did not expect that when he clocked into the building today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, that escalated quickly. Then literally that whole time watching it, and we re- uh, just recently rewatched it, and I was like, damn, truly, this shit is crazy. Like, he, <laughs> they really ran up on him, and that's just, mm-mm. It's- um... Yeah, I did on everything y'all said. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, pick me up was okay. I did like pick me up. Yo, I honestly, like that that was one of my favorites. I'm not gonna lie, I really liked pick me up. Mm-hmm. I really like it, the fact that we. I thought it was really creative that you and it, it tricked me because once again, I'm going in blind. I didn't read anything so when Tubi's popping these shows up I don't I'm looking down because I don't want even want to see the blurb of what's it about Mm -hmm. so when we you know it's really quickly the overview these people the bus breaks down they're like on a Greyhound bus on the side of this road it's like a mountainous kind of uh, woodsy area and um, the people are stranded there's a guy that pulls up in a truck and he seems like you know he's really here to help them and take them to like the nearest kind of trading post um, so they can get some assistance. And while he's transporting some people um, and saying, hey, he's going to come back and get the rest, you know, just so he could take a little bit at a time in the back of his pickup. Uh, what is that? His bull 18 wheeler. Yeah, he's got like a, he's got a truck truck. He got one of them big ones. Yeah. It was him. I looked it up. It OK, great. Him. I'm glad because I was waiting. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. And while the other people who are back of the bus, like this couple and they're bickering and it's the black bus driver. I would like to say there are a lot of things that happen in not just this season and different episodes and other seasons, but the black people are always dying first mm-hmm. and they're always like trying to protect the white man. And it's really blowing me. And I'm just going to say that at that, you don't even have to read that deep into it. It happens again. in um, what's that in, I don't know if it's season one or season two, where it's the, the pro-choice episode. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah. We'll he was such a he was and, such a nice guy too. That that shit made me mad. I got so nice. And it happens in Dear Woman too. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is too much. So the bus driver is trying to protect himself because there's this man who's just like a like Red Dead Redemption character. He's <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm here to fuck shit up. And you see like little clips and snips of him doing shit in the woods, like just in the background. Um, he's, there's a snake that's dying and now he's like playing with the snake and now he's friends with, I was like, this nigga needs help. Uh, <laughs> and he chokes the bus driver out with the snake and I was like, who the fuck? Two points for you for being creative, but really? The snake mm. friend? Like, I... Bro, just lift every voice and sing. That's truly it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to do, but he of course kills the couple, he kills the bus driver and now he's on a hunt to find the rest of the people that were on the bus. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, aka <laughs> the fucking truck. Oh my god! The truck driver is low key, high key, low key as he's taking these people to the training force. He didn't. You didn't see that he didn't fucking snatch these people up and kill them <laughs> and toss their ass in the back of the truck like property for later. And I'm like, nah, he needs some help. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they both recognize each other like, oh, real recognize real. What's up? <laughs> now they're having a fucking dick swing contest the whole time because they're trying to figure out who's going to get the last victim. The girl Nancy. I can't remember her actual name and I'm a Isn't terrible uh, uh, Faruka. Faruka. Faruka Balk. Balk, right? Everybody. So, yes, yeah. she's Nancy in the crowd. I find you, Nancy. That's all I can say. <laughs> she was walking down the street. I was like, I find you. But also, help the bear because that scene at the motel when the killers are staying on the opposite rooms, like the rooms um, that surround her room. Mm-hmm. And you kind of hear the murder happening in the other room, but the camera kind of pans out and it does like that wall slide situation. I, I was vibing with that shot. I loved that mm-hmm. shot. I was like, that's good. That's That was that to me was, I think that, that was one of the reasons I like this episode a lot, because that was the first time I feel like a shot happened. I was like, oh, damn, that was a good shot. Okay, mm-hmm. I see you. I see your production value. Yeah, I liked this. I w- I think the thing I liked the most about this episode is that there were a lot of smart characters and there are a lot of characters where I was like, oh yeah, that's what I would do. And it still didn't work out for them. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the entire opening sequence of this, she, our main protagonist, she like once leaves and wants to walk by herself. And in your head, you're like, that's the dumbest thing to do. Mm-hmm. But nope because the people who stay at the bus all end up dying and there's the one girl who's in the like a bickering couple and she's smart because she's like i'm not gonna get in some random guy's truck like that's a bad idea mm-hmm. and then the serial killer just comes he said oh i'll come to you then and then he comes <laughs> to the bus and he kills her and but i just loved it i really like the characters in this and i like the way it unfolds and also for her i like nancy now i feel like i'm gonna call her that too um like she's smart. She's a smart character as well. And I was rooting for her the whole time. But then you also kind of like the serial killer. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah. it's like these were these were two antagonists that I really liked. Like they I thought they were really fleshed out characters and both the actors did great jobs like portraying the characters because they both they both did the the charming killer thing. They had that shit down pat where it's like I'm just a regular old what's it called, dude. You don't got to worry about me. You dead. Oh, look at that. (laughs) 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 
what I would say, since we're wrapping up season one uh, with imprint, Takashi Mike needs to be arrested because <laughs> that he's the killer. I'm I'm sick of his shit, bro. I'm calling Kamala, bitch. I'm tired. <laughs> This shit was crazy. Lock him up. I am a fan. <laughs> I liked it. Was I, great. I liked it. I was like, damn, I'm definitely on board after this shit. <laughs> I was stressed. It was the yeah. most graphic by yes. far yep. up to this point. And for those who are listening, um, this episode was actually a band episode. Um, so if you're watching it on Tubi, of course, we all get to see it because it's from whatever was in the DVD situation. Tubi don't be giving a fuck. But initially on showtime like they pulled the episode due to like it it being that disturbing even everybody else on the squad was like this shit crazy it is crazy he mm-hmm. went with also what a wonderful way to end a show like i was like if mm-hmm. you gonna be the last person this is it how can you top all the other dark shit we have already seen he said literally my man said hold my purse <laughs> 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 I, I feel like he did it for both seasons. Like there was no episode past this episode that made me squirm quite like imp- the imprint. Oh, like man. that that torture scene. Oh Ooh. lord. Oh man. That was no, tough. That was no, tough to get no. through. Yeah. And Erica, I know it was rough for you because I know them needles had you fucked up. I know for a fact. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew because of the director, I already knew that he was probably going to implement something like that once we got to a torture scene. Mm -hmm. So I was preparing my body. I was preparing my mind and my soul. And it still, it still got me, particularly, particularly the fingernails. Ah, oh, don't talk I'm, about them. I mean, don't talk about them. I'm still shook. And, and the, the thing about it is, it's just it does not give you a chance to breathe. I mean, <laughs> he was on my neck that whole sequence because you just have to sit there and watch everything that's happening, and it's rough because as far as we know at least from what we're told, the character that this is happening to was a beautiful person and did not deserve any of it, which I think was the thing that got to me is in in some of these other episodes, the people that, you know, things happen to, I don't care for them at all. So I'm like, whatever. But I felt bad for her. I don't even know her. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, who is she? I don't know, barely, but I felt really, really bad for her. I feel like... um... I feel like the way that the show presented it, that she was probably the the most innocent person out of all the characters in the story. Yeah. Um, also, as a side note, the actress that played Jin Yu, because we have it on in the background right now, and I'm just realizing that she... Have you guys seen... Um, what's that show? Uh, the Terror... Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she. Okay, so if you have it, it's on Hulu. Please watch it. It's, it's like great. a historical horror. It's two seasons. The first one is around like an and uh, what is it? An expedition. That yeah, it really happened. Um, and then the second one is around like World uh, War Two and con- well, not concentration camps, but, but the internment uh, camps inter- that yeah. were over, mm-hmm. you know, in California where you guys are. Um, but yeah, the young lady that plays one of the characters on the show. 
she's actually the sad. I just realized she's Jin Yu on this show. I'm like, ain't that who I think it is? It is. <laughs> it is. Um, this particular story is like this man, American man, who basically travels to Japan. Um, and he's checking all like the, the courtesans and the brothels and stuff and trying to find his bae, like trying to figure out what the fuck happened to her because he, you know, fell in love overseas and now he's like, girl, I'm coming back for you, but he couldn't come right away, but he's trying to be back. He's trying to get up in that thing and he finds <laughs> out that she is dead. Um, and this young character, her name is Komomo and Jinyu is the person that's telling him, hey, let me tell you what happened um, to her, but not directly just about her, but how like she's connected to her so you would get her origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's an unreliable narrator. And we don't know this until as the episode progresses. Like, she's got a lot going on. She is also um, has like some injury scars, some scars to her face. Um, they kind of refer to her as disfigured if you read about the show. Um, but her backstory is crazy. Like, Bruh. holy shit. She's presenting like, you know, she's this person and, you know, she had a really rough life. And I still think she had a really rough life, regardless mm-hmm. of what version of the story. It's still crazy. Um, but she had a really rough life. Her parents were, you know, kind of just out here and they had a lot of bad luck. They were in some hardships. The presenting, first presenting story. Um, and you know, she essentially gets uh, sold off into the sex world and she's out here trying to fend for her life. And that's how she ended up in this brothel. And she became friends with the girl Komomo and the other girls in the brothel was not banging with her or Komomo, but they was partners. So they was out here looking out for each other. But then Komomo um, was accused of stealing the uh you know the head of the brothel's ring trying to steal her shit so they tortured her ass <coughs> and um but we really find out that Jin Yu is a dusty bitch that <laughs> she really stole the ring and then set the shit up so it looked like Kamoma was doing it Kamoma was like girl I don't even know what y'all talking about I just came here to mm. dance that's not really what I'm talking about I'm just here to dance. That's it. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> and they were just like really gross. Like they said, the, the torture scene was horrendous. Oh my God. Um, the man is just like, and at first you're like kind of feeling for him because he's like, I'm just need my pay. But then you learn that he's also trifling. Girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody trifling minus Kamomo. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly. Uh, which episode. Oh my god, it's such a it's such a good episode. <laughs> it's a great ending to mm-hmm. the season. And I'm glad that you can watch it now. Cause if well no oh, cause Lord, if if you would have seen it back when it was banned, the Heckle's tale would have been the season finale. Fuck. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> oh, that, Damn. That was, I want to watch season two. Yeah, no. <laughs> Also, nope. I was like 15, 16. That was not for me. I would have been uncomfortable. Yeah, I knew what sex was, but I wasn't trying to watch it on the horror TV in the living room with my family walking around and shit. <laughs> Imagine Grandma Jean coming out the kitchen and she's crying the pork chops, talking about, so what the fuck is this? <laughs> and my grandma is a wild boy. She's a cat home, pissed the whole nigga on your damn street. Okay? Grandma Jean lets us, we used to let us watch, we used to be able to watch anything, but. If it not as long as it wasn't too sexy, okay? The gore, fine. But it's just titties and people riding dicks. Mm-hmm. She would have <laughs> unplugged the TV. She would have <laughs> kept that bitch to unplug the TV. 
As she should, as she should have. You catch your kids watching Heckle's Tale, you better turn that shit off immediately. And have a talk. Because <laughs> I felt, I felt weird in my own apartment at the age of twenty-eight. I said, I don't know if I should be. I don't know. Maybe I should turn it. Um, but also, before we move on to the next season, mm-hmm. um, just going back a little bit, the fair hair child episode. Oh, yes. I just wanted to say, I really liked the design of the creature in that episode. Mm-hmm. And I had to give it some props for that because it looked way better than I was expecting it to look. I did too. I'll give it that. I, I, I'll I, give it I, that. <laughs> Yeah, I apologize. I actually, I like this episode. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was the bottom of the barrel. Um, I was entertained. Um, I know you, Jazz, y'all that's Jazz, Jazz like, mm. nah, it was okay. It ended with a love story and it was a love story that I did not dislike because I usually hate it when people try to force love stories on us in horror films. And I'm like, people are like, you have to have a love story. I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. this is a matter of life and death. Who the fuck has time to fall in love right now? I'm mm-hmm. trying to get out of here, girl. Um, but for this one, I didn't feel like that. Like the girl was genuinely trying to get out of here, but mm-hmm. I knew something was up with the boy. But you know, I like the how the parents were really just, you know, parents really gotta. They don't. The they just don't understand, man. They be doing too much. <laughs> okay, and oh, I gosh. just. What you know, my problem was y'all know I fucking hate love stories. I don't like romance, and you know I will state that bias early. When people try to do a love story, I immediately don't care. Usually, like, cause I'm like, girl, I don't give a fuck about y'all being in love. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Go be in love somewhere else, bitch. Where's the blood? <laughs> and you know that I immediately was like, all right, girl, I don't care about this for love. Except for um, Zombie for Sale. I liked that love story. Um, and I hate love stories. So that means it's a good one. Uh, but <laughs> that's that's the only reason I ain't like Fair Hair Child like that. It wasn't a bad jank. It was just a love story. And that's it. That's, that was mm-hmm. the only real problem. It was a love story. So if you like love stories, you'll definitely like it. But you know, I immediately am like, yep, this goes right to the bottom half. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm <laughs> in love. And I don't... <laughs> I'm, my heart's made of stone. What are we doing here? <laughs> I feel like even if you were actively in love, you'd still be like, girl, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, like y'all kissing this shit, bitch? I'm tired. Stop. <laughs> Not right now. Like, girl, I hate PDA, bitch. <laughs> um, so, I think the general consensus for season one is like, it had some some hits. A lot of like misses or just kind of like air balls. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe you got to walk to first base. Uh, <laughs> but we do we? How do we feel about season two? Because I very much I like, like season, season two, two a lot. Okay, I was able to binge it more. The my thing with season two. So I felt like season one had like the one had like my big hitters. It had most of my big hitters in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but season two overall, I agree. It was like it was easier to watch because like it just it felt like the sequel season. You know what I mean? Like it felt like they were like, all right, we learned we learned some things from season one. Let's try and you know implement these into season two. Mm-hmm. So even yeah. like the even like the bad ones were like okay in like one way or another. Yeah, I agree with that. It feels like they caught their stride kind of and they already knew more what they wanted to do in this season and yeah i feel like season one when it has highs it has highs but those lows (laughs) they are rough to get through but for season two even the episodes that i was like "Eh, i didn't really like it it was still 
interesting. They were still entertaining to me in a way that I didn't feel in season one. Because in season one, sometimes I was like, I'm checked out. Mm-hmm. But at least in this one, like they had my attention for the most part. Mm-hmm. And they had some good ones in this season too. They Some of my favorites are in this season. They did. I will say, I don't know how y'all felt, but I wish episode two was, was episode one. Yeah, because yeah. it was, you know, it was such a good, I, I love the uh, family. Family was a good one. Holy yes. shit. Yeah. Episode, okay. So, I mean, granted, the damn thing was okay. It was, it was okay. okay. It was okay. It was okay. Well, the opener had me like, oh, god damn. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, they fucking motherfuckers up. So I kind of liked that, but no, that, that family jank, when it came to bitch, we was looking for you. You thought shit was sweet, bitch. It's not sweet. Okay, we knew who you are. We know what you did, bitch. Oh, that reveal that. at the end, I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> I, you know what? But I kind of figured it. I figured that that's how it was going to end up. Here's how I clocked the shit. When, um, so the overall the story is this couple moves into this new like cul-de-sac like neighborhood. They are already cooling. They moving up. We are introduced to this man, and we learn real quickly this nigga is wow. Okay. He is melting niggas in his basement. He is collecting their skeletons. He's got them hanging out in a room. He has made a room with skeletons, bro. And they're his friends. And they're his friends and his family. And at first, I thought that these were his actual family members. I was like, yeah, same, same here. But then when you realize that he is kidnapping people off the streets to create a family because mm-hmm. you slowly learn that he had some other shit clearly going on, you know, in his youth and as he was um, developing. Because um, this man is wild. And, but I already knew, all right, well, this family moved in next door and they almost exposed his ass when they bumped into that uh, mailbox and them skeletons and them bones was laying in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Like, this mm-hmm. is too much. But the part that I realized that it might have something to do with their daughter was when he came over for dinner and they talked about their child. Like he, yeah. He got yeah. And mm-hmm. they brought up the child. And I was just like, hmm. And this yeah. is already seen his family. Mm-hmm. So I figured the couple's trying to start anew. Mm-hmm. They're not ready to have another kid. They don't really say what happened to the kid. It's like, oh, they died of a cancer. And I was like, cancer? But before they even said it, I was like, the kid get kidnapped or something? Like, what, what happened to the kid? No. Well, yes, yes, it did. But also, they asses pulled up because they realized, surprise, bitch, it is you. And when they realized that also that it was a whole stunt where the girl pulled back and was like, I knew it was you this whole time. Get him, honey. And he had the damn gloves on and he was going to work. I was mm-hmm. like, um, she had the same dream dress on. I was like, bitch. Oh, my God. What the fuck is this? First of all, I know his house thing. Oh, girl. <laughs> Real funky because smell yeah. it through the screen. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way you can you can uh mask that kind of smell. If he's, he's if he's melting people like religiously in his basement, like you know that shit stink. Mm-hmm. And like so what I like about this one and the reveal of this one mm-hmm. is I like that because one thing I hate about these kind of reveals in movies is when we as the audience are seeing them and they're they're having a conversation 
to like throw off the twist, but they're having it for the aud- audience's benefit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like they're trying to put on an act, but like nobody's watching them. <laughs> so like, why are they acting up? You know? And so I like in this one that every time they have a conversation that's just between the two of them, it can be taken two ways. So it's like, they mm-hmm. know what they're talking about, yeah. but we don't. And so I appreciated that because it makes sense. It's not like they're trying to put on a show for the audience for some reason. So that was cool. And I also like when we have these villains where they're like obviously fucked up people, but they're also kind of normal. Like they're they have this weird thing about them where they're almost childlike, mm-hmm. but they're fucked up because it makes me it always makes me feel weird because part of me is like okay like I almost a part of me is like if this was a different situation I'd feel bad for this person but they're a serial killer so like they they could could go they could (laughs) choke but like I kind of feel a little bad it's weird I don't know but I liked it I I thought this was the best written one for me out of like all of them like I thought the script for this one was a banger um I definitely and they got me too because I definitely thought homeboy killed her husband um, when he disappeared like mm-hmm. i i did not track at all that he was just setting up for the reveal at the end like i mm-hmm. they they got me with that one yeah i definitely thought he was killed off screen like mm-hmm. that moment where it kind of just transitioned and she he's in the house and she's like he's missing i'm like where the fuck did he go mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't follow missing person report bitch. like what it just made into black and now all of a sudden he gone Mm-hmm. Oh, he must have killed him while we was blinking. That was my thought. <laughs> no, no. He was just waiting in the wings to be his ass. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that for them. And I also like that now, I felt like, to take the story further, because they kind of left it open, I felt like maybe they turned into like a murder family or something because they made a comment about, you know, oh, this feels good. Like, at first it takes place because of vengeance, and now it takes place because they can't stop killing. Okay, mm-hmm. I just gave him a little, little story. <laughs> With that little throwaway line, too, it was like, oh, I could keep him alive for, like, 10 days if we want to keep this going. I was like, damn. He said, wow. he said 10 to 14. 10 said, to 14. That's a big difference. <laughs> this is a big gap. We got to make a choice. But, yeah, I know that had him shook. But I agree with you. I This episode would have been a great opener for yeah. the season john landis is wilding mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was good i like i did like that that's why i was like you know what season two hmm mm-hmm. y'all might be doing something I'm like <laughs> the viewer was fine it's just stupid teens doing stupid teen stuff yeah I like I like that they kept my interest with vampires because like at this point it's it's kind of hard to do that but like I watched it and I was entertained by the idea like even after they we realized what we're dealing with like like oh, okay it's vampires I was like no like, I'll still watch it like I'm still in I'm still in mm-hmm. yeah they did something interesting with it like I like the design I like the eyes and what they look like when oh. they're vampires like. And I that, liked that it was different. And they took whole chunks out of homeboys' necks every oh time, too. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> His whole shit off. I was like, no, no. Man had a gap in his neck. He threw on that turtleneck. I said, now you know. <laughs> you know that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about that? Did, did y'all clock that um, white geek dipped in chocolate line? Oh, oh yep, I, yep. I did not like it. I was like, Mm-mm. now 
the writing, you know, is questionable. A lot of the dialogue, you know, was problematic and also early 99-2000. So I'm like, oh, they were homophobic. Oh, they were like xenophobic. Mm-hmm. Listen, they were all kinds of phobia and isms. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, some of this shit is gonna startle you, and it did not age very well. Some of it, well, a lot of the dialogue, but the story <laughs> itself was good. I'm like, they would have just had a different right or so more a bigger budget because it looks a lot mm-hmm. of this looks low budget. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I just feel like if they got a little script doctor right, and then they got a little more money, a lot of these episodes would be amazing. Yeah, but, no, I, I did for for no reason at all. Let me preface that no reason at all. I did enjoy seeing Homeboy just sitting on the bus with shades, like going off to go murder people in New York. I don't know why I liked it so much, but I was like, I'm kind of here for this like mini blade little. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what I thought. He looked dope. That's why, because he looked cool. Yeah. He's playing his little video games. Like, go ahead, go eat some people, bro. I, you know, I'm happy you that you, you <laughs> technically, yes, you did die, but you also technically made it through the movie. So I'm happy for you. Shout out to R.J. Smith, who, like I said earlier, was Alice Strange. If you don't know who or what Alice Strange is, oh, my God, I feel really old. And then I'm going to direct you to Google. Um, I want you to also know that when he said he was going to New York, Sanguine Paradise played in my head. <laughs> and I cannot leave that fucking video alone. Shout out to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we talk about hip hop and horror. Cool but um, listen, so I'm going to skip ahead because our, we briefly talked about um, just a lot of offensive, offensive things that were said in these episodes. Um, and I'm gonna skip ahead real quick to the screw five solution okay. just to get this out the way. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Because the racism jumped out Bitch. real fucking quick, and it was the whole family. And I, <laughs> under the guise of feminism, I said, "Woo!" Like I literally just put my hands on my head and yelled, "Woo!" Here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, somebody send help. Because <laughs> I just that's exactly what I wrote. I said racist slash white feminist. Like I, wrote, <laughs> I, I was just so angry because I mean, it was generational and playing out before our eyes. And I was like, oh my God. Wow, the way this is written is really sending me to hell and back. <laughs> the overall story itself, like the men, you know, I guess being in uh influenced kind of like by a parasitic situation that's trying to take out you know humans by making them murder women and i'm like okay you know i know this is supposed to clearly be like a political piece i get it you know horror's political blah blah blah. but um i could not wait for this episode to end um yeah i feel like it missed the mark with what it was trying to do like for real for real like i i get like i'm with you like i get what they were trying to do but in practice of watching the episode it just didn't like, I don't feel like I left the episode a better person or anything like that. I just yeah. feel like I just watched some fucked up shit mm-hmm. and heard some fucked up lines. That's that's all I felt after watching it. Yeah, I honestly might have gotten worse since watching that episode. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think this is one of the episodes that would have fared better not being longer. Like, I, it felt like they were trying to put too much stuff in you know, the hour that they were allotted mm-hmm. and things would happen. And then all of a sudden, no explanation. We were skipping around to the next thing. And Amy 
can we talk about her for a second? Because she's yes. fucking weird. So oh. her listening to her parents have sex and being so into it. Uh. Why? <laughs> what was the Girl. purpose? First of all, if one of my friends called me on that bullshit, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm hanging up, bitch, and I'm and blocking your number. <laughs> what kind of weirdo shit is that? But that's the theme in a lot of these episodes. And like, it's a lot of incest. It's a lot of incestuous kind of like statements. It's not like, it's like blanketed because it's in your face, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, are y'all okay? <laughs> yeah, I think this one was just the weirdest one to me because they show us this loving you know health quote unquote healthy they're supposed to be the healthy family example in this episode but there's a really weird dynamic between the dad and the daughter that i yeah they could have uh-huh. tossed that whole thing out and i would have been much happier with this episode <laughs> listen um because otherwise i mean it was all right but yeah, it was fine. Uh... They was taking shit too far. <laughs> way too fucking far. But I just feel well. That's what all the episodes yep. they be taking shit mm-hmm. way too far. Joe Tom, Joe Dante, <laughs> I'm looking at your ass. Okay, <laughs> that that was your fault. Um, speaking of motherfuckers taking shit way too far with Dario Argento, and you know he loves to take it too goddamn okay, far. And so... pelts. Oh, mm. I this y'all. This man by the end of this damn fucking episode. He then cut his skin off as a pelt and literally took his skin off like a shirt. I was like, bro, oh hell no, I gotta, I gotta, I can't. <laughs> this episode left me with an array of emotions. Um, let's start with I was excited every time I heard the fucking classical, happy ass classical elevator music. Because uh-uh. it made it, before we even were presented what the hell was going on, it gave me a sense of dread. So I'm like, this music is too happy. What the hell's about to happen? Oh. <laughs> like, that was mm-hmm. every time. Um, I love the blood guts and ass. I did mm-hmm. not like, I was excited when Meatloaf popped up on the screen because mm-hmm. Rocky Horror Stan. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he pulls up, I'm like, it's Meatloaf. And then mm-hmm. Meatloaf is sexually assaulting people. I'm like, no, Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like, I, I like that the, the lead, the lead girl in the story was a black woman. I was real geeked up. She was really getting to the coin. And in she the had club. body. Yes. Oh my God. Yachty. <laughs> I was like, damn, bitch, wait, I'm trying to come to your strip club. Let me <laughs> But what I didn't like was how her character was written going through, like, in the story, it made it seem like she had a stance, like, fuck this yep. and yeah. stuff, but then you yes. slowly, and I had mentioned this to Jazz um, before talking to y'all, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, some shit, but I don't like how um, she was like, you know, she got assaulted by him, and she was very adamant about him not being in her space, but it seemed like she was low-key dependent on him, or still fucked with him, because so, he kept coming back. Especially he had her address. Really concerned about that. Um, and then, you know, Jazz Bros was like, maybe it was also high-key, low-key, definitely when he got to her apartment, the influence of the pelts. Um, because I could not believe that she let him fuck, and I was like, "Girl, not for that coat." No, because it was mm. raccoon. And it don't even seem. Like, it wasn't even long. It didn't even seem like he was taking no time. It was raccoon. He didn't even eat no pussy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't condone this behavior, love. Raccoon fur. <laughs> like I just not for what? the coon fur, bro. I just so. 
basically John Saxon's um, character, recipes to him. Um, he always is playing some shaky kind of character, whether it's a shaky cop mm-hmm. or a shaky man, just shaky. Um, but also just like, you know, giving real good old boy. So he's out here, he's hanging out, he's basically a fur trader. He's um out, he's got this really shaky warehouse that I don't know if the workers at the warehouse are being I definitely don't think they're being paid fairly. Um, that's the vibe I get here. It's one of those really questionable like situation like a sweatshop. Um, and he's, you know, enamored with these raccoons. He's caught one, a whole rack of them in these bear traps and he's got them and he's stomping their necks out. And I'm just like, is this, uh, written by someone who's a PETA fan? Like what's going on? Like, I felt like it was over the top. They really don't want me to wear fur. I get it. Um, but I'm not wearing a raccoon fur anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, girl, I wear faux fur. First of all, (laughs) I'm broke. Let's start here. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can't aff- afford no real fur. And if then I'm not gonna take care of it. I would wear it. I ain't gonna hold you. I mean, I'm not gonna <laughs> but I'm not buying it because, girl, I can't I afford will say it. That if someone gifted me a mink, I'm wearing it. I <laughs> and I dare a bitch to throw paint on me. Yeah, no, we swearing the fuck up. Don't throw paint on me. You're gonna beat your ass. Uh, as someone told us, we're about that nuck if you buck shit, bitch. I, yeah, I'm a, you, yeah, you gonna have to quit Peter. Bitch. <laughs> not, on, not on my watch. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm trying to get to the function and a nigga throw paint on you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put the coat on the sidewalk politely and take the kids, the heels off. Just search and your beat your ass. I'm gonna stomp a mud hole in. Hold my coat, girl. <laughs> this is not my coat. Hold my purse, bitch. Let me <laughs> let me rock this hoe. Okay. But um, I just so it's just but they're like it's something about the like the the raccoons are magical. Like they're very mystical. They're they're magic touch. They're special. I think they're like otherworldly creatures. Yeah, that can. was my understanding mm-hmm. of them. Um, but they people. call them. They're talking like people. Yeah, they're like ghosts, kind of paranormal shit going on. Well, they called them and they skinned their ass. Mm-hmm. But every they would just you know they show the shimmer of light off the coat, kind of gives you like that you know twilight feel with every color that's a little glistening. And mm-hmm. they're like, man. This is some. Look at the the pelts. Look at the fur. It just look real. It just looks real good. Like I just I don't know. So they touch. They're touching the fur, and after they're touching the fur, they're like, it see the the happy music comes on, and they're all happy and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> it's my stomach hurts. Something yeah. <laughs> And wham! One nigga snaps his face off in a bear trap. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that was that was the kill. That was the kill of the series for me. I was like, God damn! And they showed you every bit of it too. I was like, God damn! And then you know what he about to do when he leans like you when you see the motherfucker by hand unopen like opening the fucking trap. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no, he gonna stick his head in here. No, 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 mm. no, 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 no. And he slowly lowers it. And they take like that scene is not like a 30 second scene. Mm. It's like a minute or two. They take their time and he I sticks his that. fucking head in there, bro. They clamped his face. House. His face is fucking gone, bitch. Mm. He's a shadow. Gone. <laughs> But and then right, smiling the whole way. Smiling the whole way. And right before that, we just watched this man do a baseball tap dance on, on old dude. Like, he just broke mm-hmm. his face several times over before ripping his own. Uh, oh I was shook. I was shook after that sequence. I was like, I did not expect this after that little hunting session. But all right, cool. 
And it gets it does. I I do think him skinning himself towards the end. I'm gonna be real with y'all. As soon as I saw the knife and him in the bathroom, I did skip forward a little bit because I was like, no. I wanna I wanna watch it happen. Like I watched the aftermath of him like running out, being like, ah, look at my skin. But <laughs> I I didn't I didn't want to watch the process. I was like, I'm good. It was a lot. It was very juicy. He pulled it off like a shirt, bro. Like it was not <laughs> truly. It was like a vest. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then presented it to her like a <sighs> gift. I mean, and then that whole thing is the ch- chase sequence. And mm-hmm. and then it just, this one ended. I When it ended, I was not expecting it to end. Like, I was <laughs> like, oh, that's it? Like, they, everybody dies. And then, except for the one guy, but I kind of have to wonder if he's going to die too. Because technically, he helped steal the yeah. pelts. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was stressed. Um, mm-hmm. the, just the meat suit was just really <laughs> juicy. And this is not the first one and only episode they do that. So whoever I don't, I can't remember. I didn't forgot to write down who did the FX makeup for this particular one, but it, you know, it goes there. Like, <laughs> like, just the, the. Can we go back to? I'm assuming he's the son, John Saxon's son. This in this clip or his partner some shit like that so when, when he's taunting him before he beats his face mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. at, I was scared like I literally was just like this shit is creepy um bravo Dario Argento mm-hmm. <laughs> listen you did what you came to do um it was honestly one of my favorite episodes of the season like I have it highlighted in the notes mm-hmm. um uh, also an uh, episode that we that made me feel I really felt bad for the character just really quickly um, in the episode. Sounds like it wasn't one of my favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really dislike it, but I just, you know, I felt like it went on for way too long. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. First of all, with time-wise, a lot of the episodes go on way too long. Yeah. I feel like 45 minutes would have did them way up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hour was too much. Hour was too much. And they need 45 minutes. And I'm like, I feel like almost every episode we get one additional point on the Richter scale. <laughs> if they, you know, got, if they were just 45 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them may did well with that hour, like, imprint, but, because it had so much to it. And yeah, family right. as well. Um, it had so much to it. But uh, some of them, I feel like it's good to just stop them where they need to end, like Black Summer did, where, like, yeah. the episodes are not the same length. They just do whatever they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel as though... I like the sound, like the soundscape of it. Like, I didn't care for the episode at all very much. I didn't really care where the story was going. But the fact that they're just amplifying all these random, small, tiny sounds, I liked that. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, I would like to see that aspect used in a different way, but maybe not with this story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was listening, I was listening to this one with like on my computer with headphones on, and like I'll be honest, I was like slightly multitasking when this episode popped on because it was like a little boring at first. But the moment they started getting into the sound design and really getting into those sounds, I remember doing like a jerking motion, like, oh, what the fuck was that sound? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, all right, y'all got me in the head of the character right now because I heard that at the way too loud that y'all had said it to. Uh, that shit had me a little bit shook. Uh, but the but the actual I agree the actual episode for me was slow and like I got I got bored I'm gonna be honest I like listening to all the sounds it was fun but I 
didn't really give a shit about the actual episode be real mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that i felt bad when the guy's kid died though like, yeah that's true that's true I think a part of me because I forget the actor's name, but he was in True Blood. So I was like, oh, you know, he's doing a whole nother thing and living another life. And his kids did. Oh, no. Like, that's kind of where it went. But, you know, well, let's step on over to pro life because that shit had me shook. So, damn, mm-hmm. damn, damn. It really is just like. I could not imagine being at Planned Parenthood and somebody started shooting up the bitch. Like, that's my oh regular my like healthcare provider, like because they're right. down the street. So I just go. It's not because I'm trying to, you know, get a smorsion. I I've never been yeah, and I'm I've never been pregnant. I'm just trying to go over there and you know keep my health in check. Like you mm-hmm. coming in here with the fucking chopper, bitch. Like you letting the chopper sing in the fucking hospital. What is your problem? Okay, <laughs> like it's not that fucking serious. And what's so wild about this is like. Okay, so who who was who was responsible for this shit? John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. We need to have a talk. Why are you <laughs> having this smorshin episode with fucking demon rape? Uh, what the fuck is going on here, <laughs> bro? I'm. I, I, we need to have a one on one. Come to the red table, talk, my love. Well, <laughs> because if what the hell? Listening and they know Mr. Carpenter. Can you please let them know we have questions? Thanks. Yes, That's I want to know. We just got like five questions. It's probably not five. It's maybe like one or two. It's like four. Okay. It's a number. But you know, I appreciate some of your other work, but this it shows it show it shows that a man wrote it. (laughs) It shows Mm -hmm. it also shows that probably, you know, somebody who even if they are like pro choice, it just gives the the extremes, the ridiculousness, the and then y'all got motherfucking Hellboy running up in here shooting up the clinic. Yeah, doing the most, but doing more than that. The whole scene with them and yeah. the doctor. Oh my! I mean, I that felt was... like that. That's when I said, "I don't understand." That like, that man walked into that hospital knowing that he's either getting the chair or he's never leaving that hospital because he had plans for that doctor. I was not ready for that because yeah. it because everything else was so like, I mean, outside of the demon rape, like the the rest of it was kind of like regular, like. He seemed like a, he was supposed to, they set him up like a bad guy. Yeah. But they didn't set him up like fucking Jigsaw. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for all that. Isn't his name Ron Perlman? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Every I time I see Ron, yo, I know. I just want to make sure I had his actual name because I, because when I first saw him, I thought of Hellboy, but I immediately thought of Sons of Anarchy. And my first thought was, every well? time I see this man, he's always playing some wild ass role. I just think he takes wild ass roles and I feel like he just be living his life, but his face just looks like that because he just got a face that just exists. Just, um, you know, getting people together on the internet for being racist and stuff. So shout out to him. But um in this role, he plays the role so well. Like you have it's you know, for those who are not familiar, he plays a character whose daughter is caught the pregnant. Um, now we learned she caught the pregnant because she was assaulted by a demon, which mm-hmm. is wild. And he essentially, you figure out he's kind of aware of it. And he's like, yeah, I don't care what's going on here. She's not getting an abortion. So that's on that. And it, he's clearly had an issue with people who are getting abortions, providing abortions, et cetera, et cetera. The people that you see outside of these clinics um, harassing mm-hmm. the different people who are going inside, despite whatever their fucking medical reason is. It's none of your business. But like we had said, everyone is not getting an abortion 
at a clinic that provides those services. Like that, come on now, please. Mm-hmm. Are you at the fucking doctor's office cutting up? Because they do it at the doctor's office too. So mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand. Um, but he was ready. He was clearly Listen. more ready. He had them guns on him. He was the ready. Choppers. I'm like, you know what? We need gun laws, one. Two, you need to worry about your own salvation, bitch, because thou shall not kill. You're going to hell. Okay. Yeah. You're not just gonna walk to to the gates and be like, listen, I did yeah. what you asked. That's not how it works, love. No. First class. First class you're going. And like so throughout the episode, he keeps hearing what he thinks is God mm-hmm. telling him that he needs to go there and save her baby. And then it turns out that it was the demon the whole time. And he's shook when he sees the demon. He's shook when he sees the demon, but not when he sees the baby. Right? The baby is like half insect, half demon, half human. Lobster (laughs) fucking thing. I don't know what that was. But first of all, when they put the motherfucking, the little, is it called sonic or whatever they use? They put the shit on her stomach and the motherfucker snapped that bitch and broke it. I was like, first of all, I quit. I don't give a fuck what. I'm not a doctor anymore. Fuck this MD shit. I'm about to just go do. I would have did anything. I would have literally been a fucking public school nurse. I would have changed my whole career path. Fuck this bitch. Fuck her and her baby and whatever else the fuck is going on. And I'm calling the government because I don't. I don't. I don't want nothing to do with this shit. <laughs> like, that's it. it was um, too much. It was so. And I, and I was like, they're wasting time. They're like wasting time having her tell her tell them the story and all this stuff when they see that she went from what like two months pregnant to nine months pregnant in the span of an afternoon (laughs) (laughs) I was like can we have some like urgency in this place what are we doing but yeah it was the demon looks cool though the demon it it looked cool one looks pretty cool too I liked it yeah like the you know and Honestly, I feel like what they were going for was this whole idea, right? That like this man is so far gone of being pro-life that like even when his daughter is assaulted from a demon, he's still like, oh no, I still have the baby. And like that's the commentary they're trying to make. I just feel like maybe you should have handed the script over to a woman to handle it, just because like there's just parts that it don't it don't add up. Like it's just I don't know. It's a message that I feel like it's not getting told right because it doesn't have all the pieces necessary. Like it doesn't have all the information necessary to like truly tell this story in the way that you want to and have the message that you're trying to have. Because like as as especially during the whole doctor torture scene, it's just like all right, now you're just having fun with this. Like you 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 done lost your way about what you were trying to do with this one. <laughs> Yeah, and then the, his kids' realization of this happening, assuming these are his actual children, because they mm-hmm. are like daddy, but you know, there's a couple episodes in this show where somebody's calling somebody daddy, and that's false. Or brother, <laughs> or, you know, and I'm yeah. like, but um, <laughs> they, you know, they're, they're clearly showed, like, in the beginning when they're outside, the before they go in, force their, break their way into the center, the blonde haired son is like, I don't know if this is for me, dad. Like, this is, you know, it's a little too much. I don't want to hurt nobody. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, number one, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and these people need to get down or lay down. And you could just, you know, since you are feeling the way you're feeling, your feelings mm-hmm. are valid, you hold down the dope. So anybody that come outside, they're not getting away. Yeah. You need to blast these hoes into the next universe. 
And then you go inside and even with the whole like reenacting, you know, the vacuum part of the procedure on the man, on the doctor, the son at the end is like, yeah, uh, now I don't know where the fuck his brain was during, <laughs> but <laughs> afterwards he was like, oh, like he was shook. He's like, I ain't never did no shit like this. <laughs> oh, this like, well, you already did it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, this what, he's like, you know, this wasn't on the itinerary for me, but I was like, you sure we're holding his leg with a firm grasp, like the entire time. You about to insert, like, sir. I'm like, Where is it going? Did you create something? Like, did you use like mm -hmm. the parts that were already available, or did you create something else? I'm not even gonna hold you. As disturbing <laughs> as it sounds, I'm glad that they kind of left that up to yeah. our Yeah, I yeah. didn't need to know. I they didn't need to know. I, I was think like, they put it in his rectum. Yeah, I thought it either went in his rectum or they created a situation. I was through like, girl, this is not testicles it. or something. Yeah. Um, it, I'm or, oh, oh, so you read oh. That's what I also thought because he was saying that, you know, it usually goes obviously into a part that he does not have, they were saying, for the situation. And I was like, ma'am. I don't know about that, man. This is getting descriptive. So <laughs> that was my thoughts on that episode. <laughs> now, uh, Mick Garris, I would like to have a word. Valerie on the stairs. What is going on? What this woman is just naked and being fucked by a demon. And the problem I have is the black <laughs> y'all got fucking Candyman, not Candyman. Tony, mm -hmm. Tony, uh, yeah, Tony, Tony Todd. Todd. Y'all got Tony Todd in this fucking demon makeup, fucking this white bitch. And I don't like that. Don't don't fucking do that shit. Like that, you know the optics of that. Mm -hmm. You got the the black man chasing the white man, white woman, and then he's a demon painted black. I'll I ought to punch you in your fucking nose. <laughs> like, because come on, my god, like, I, Tony Todd is great. He's a great monster. How you do this again? But this what this yeah. story? Yes, he did get girl. worked up in that situation again. Like, and he he sh he should know better. He should he should know better about that. But I mean, they signed him a check, so. Yeah, right. I'm gonna say Rendu. He got paid his bills. It. It's not even his fault. If y'all thought, because y'all could have had Tony Ty as the demon, and the story could have been different. You didn't have to make it. He's fucking this bitch all the time. Like she, mm -hmm. she's literally getting demon dick, and it's in chains. Like what is happening? Mm -hmm. This, th this one was like a, and it, I could have been a better story like i don't understand i feel like i had more questions by the time this episode ended than i had answers and i almost felt like they didn't really know what they wanted they just knew they wanted claire grant to be naked and bathed in sunlight and then they wanted tony todd in the walls wearing Demon beast makeup. makeup and then they wanted a man to come and save her and like i mean that's fine i i guess but this was another one that was too long it yeah. was too long but i still learned nothing by the end of it how mm -hmm. did that happen how did that work i don't know it also had the most goosebumps ending for me <laughs> yeah i feel that i feel that it's I, I feel like a lot of the both season one and season two of this show because of when it came out in like what 2005 through like 2007 or eight yeah it just it just really showed how badly we needed female influence within this genre yeah. during that time like this is like a staple like if you want to prove to somebody like yo you need more women in the field of horror just show them this show Ooh. 
it'd be like, bruh, come on now. I agree. Because I was like, she was such a waste. I feel like she was a wasted character for like the main character of the thing. I was like, this is stupid. They gave her nothing to work with. And I was that, yeah, that one scene with the two of them was, that should have hit the cutting room floor immediately. Mm -hmm. It was so unnecessary. And I was like, wait, so she likes him? I thought he was, okay. Okay, (laughs) sure. (laughs) I guess. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. Well, I actually like the follow-up episode. Right to that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I loved this one. Um, Robert Smith. Well, Rob Smith. Rob Smith. And then the uh, I saw that Greg Nicotero, who worked on um, what's that show? Creep show. Did the FX makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, it's so cute. Um, you know, when we had it's lots of blood, guts, and ass, lots of goop. I actually <laughs> like that. When the goop, I just, mm, you know, I will say it was violating um basically just the overall story this man this man and his partner they get into a car accident you can tell you can kind of tell they're having some sort of marital issues mm-hmm. um and they get into a car accident because for some fucking reason he's not paying attention to the road and he runs over a big ass branch and the car flips and his partner she does not have her seatbelt on so she ejects from the car um and when we're seeing this story for the first time we're just seeing, like, you know, it would seem to us to be a complete story. We mm-hmm. find out it's completely different at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's ejected from the car, and the gasoline from the car is leaking, and it's, you know, on her body and around her body. She catches on fire because the car is caught on fire. So I figured she'd either be dead or badly burned. It's the latter. And she's essentially... Um, responsive sort of with an asterisk because I you know you know the doctor's like she's just doing stuff because it's just the reaction for the body and I'm like well this person seems a little too responsive for what you're saying but okay mm-hmm. like they're looking around and that's a little bit more than what you're presented but alright so um yeah you find out that she's out here going back and forth between the ghost realm trying to communicate with her husband because mm-hmm. it actually we find out that he was out here cheating on her Mm-hmm. And you know they was not doing good before the accident, say, and he was trying to buy her back because they went on a trip. They had a whole episode about people going on trips with their partner and how that shit not end up well every time. <laughs> um, and they're going on a trip to the cabin, and you know he's just trying to butter shit up because he's out here cheating. And not only that, I was vexed because he could have just waited to solve the mystery before he decided to dig down the side piece who was sliding into main piece territory again. I really mm-hmm. just like, can you just put your wife to bed, like, please, or figure out if she's going to be in this plane or the next before you stick your dick in someone else? Because she can see you. We've already know that she can, like, visit you in your dreams like fucking Freddy Krueger. She's at the hospital and in your house at the same time. Bitch. Please. <laughs> that was just truly it for me um, mm-hmm. and then I really just for like in these last four episodes because it's all drawn out I really wish the black cat never happened um, I know it's an Edgar Allan Poe story <sighs> uh, but I was like y'all could have left this out mm-hmm. um, I agree yeah. I, I like I liked it for like what it was like what it was trying to be but like if I never watched it I would have been okay yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clearly a filler episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like. Cause it was like, th- th- I don't know. It just didn't 
between what was it? It was between we all screamed for ice cream and then the Washingtonians, and it just stood out so much in between those. And I couldn't tell if it was because I liked it or just because it felt random. Mm-hmm. It, it, I wasn't sure. It, it felt random, and you know, I'm already like when y'all trying to retell some these people existed. Like right. I don't really, I didn't need you to give me this Edgar Allan Poe and his wife got like. The, the tuberculosis she out here coughing up blood we know what this is like we i i'm okay girl i found out today some new shit i didn't even know that was his cousin the whole time yeah and mm-hmm. she was Wild 13 we... she was 13 when they got married yeah. and he was mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yep. he deserved everything he got <laughs> anyway um <laughs> never more my, my ass was, <laughs> wow i need to go get rid of my literature right now because i learned something new and i definitely today. have an agar book on the fucking shelf well, i'm not about to have it no more because <laughs> I know that some things were, I guess, quote unquote, acceptable. I don't know, but your first cousin, girl, that's your cousin. But you know how they do. Your cousin. (laughs) I will also say that um, out of We Scream, We All Scream for Ice Cream, The Washingtonians, and Dream Cruise, I feel like if they were on a wheel in that order, I just said it, if you just shifted it, like maybe put Dream Cruise, excuse me, Dream Cruise first. And then maybe close with we all scream for ice cream or the Washingtonians. I would have felt better. My my issue with the with the ending of season two is just like the imprint fucked it up. And I know that wasn't like actually aired, so like I give them benefit of the doubt for that one. But after finishing up a season with that, and then getting these three in a row, like I was I was waiting for the imprint again, but I never quite got it with any of these ones. Uh, especially because Dream Cru- Dream Cruise was like close in like idea to it, mm-hmm. like it was very like it had similar notions, but it didn't it didn't hit the Takashi Mike way uh, <laughs> like Cam Print did. I was like, it's all yeah. right. And Dream Cruise was, I think, uh, it was too long. If mm-hmm. it was shorter, I think I would have. Because I actually I liked Dream Cruise. I just think yeah, just went on a skosh too long for me, but. I liked the premise of it and I liked the way that unfolded. I thought they did a good job considering they were on this boat this entire time. It like still kept my interest, <laughs> even though they were on the one location. Um, we all screamed for ice cream. I wasn't a huge fan of that one. Really? Uh, I don't know. I I liked, and it's weird because I thought I would have liked this mm-hmm. one the most just because of the premise of it. Um, I liked, the flashbacks and stuff but something about the ice cream and that and them biting into it and it's like all about the kids i don't know something about that just wasn't clicking for me i liked it it had like i feel you though like I, it kind of seemed just like eh, it's all over the place but also my brain like okay like way to get revenge on the parents because mm-hmm. really, you know like these guys grow grew up to be a doll and their privilege allowed them to get off scot-free after murdering a man who had who was uh, a little disabled mm-hmm. and i was like this is just y'all are fucking gross fuck them kids i'm glad he's seeking revenge on you fuck you fuck your family <laughs> um, fuck everybody who love you honestly <laughs> like that's how i felt and i also liked how when the kids ate the ice cream the parents turned into fucking acid grief. yeah mm-hmm. oh i love i loved their deaths yeah i thought that was cool especially was the dope. one with virgil 
Yeah, eat a fucking hot tub. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's what your ass get. You should have been talking shit. This is all your fault, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. You got mad because you got scared. You pissed yourself in front of all the fucking neighborhood kids. And you know they're not going to forget that shit. Even when you're 55, they're going to remember that you pissed your pants in the (laughs) middle of the street. And you know what? If you would have just stopped talking shit and left that man alone, you wouldn't be in none of these situations. All your problems are your fault. Mm-hmm. No, but now you're turning into fucking goop. Look at you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And they, they, they was mad goopy too. Like that goop was, Ooh, yeah. ugh. It was not fun, goopy. not fun to look at. And mm-hmm. and that was an, this is another. This was the other episode where they just casually threw in like child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what's okay? Send okay. help. Okay. At that point, you have. I feel like at well, now that we're at the almost literally about to talk about one more episode, at the end of the show, I have used all my lifelines trying to find <laughs> friends for assistance, especially in the Washingtonians, because I personally, bruh, cannibalism really fucking terrifies me. The thought of a human eating me stresses me out, and. Mm-hmm. I would like to tell you, I don't know if somebody's going to be in their bag with me saying this, but, um, you know, this whole premise that they have for George Washington really doesn't seem that far-fetched to me. So I'm kind of just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like how, you know, it was like a cannibalistic kind of cult where everybody's riding or die for that GW shit. And I was like, wow, I'm scared. I'm scared for this family. I'm scared for myself. Um, <laughs> just please send help, everybody. Uh, I'm scared for the federalists who had to come back and lay them niggas down. Like, I'm scared for everybody. Look, we, we, we cut what a couple months ago, we covered Antebellum, and I'm like, it's still too soon to go ahead and watch this after that. I was like, nah, nah, this, this, I don't. I don't need to like think about these historical people being worse than they probably already were. And like you, I don't need you to make it somewhat realistic for me either. Like, please stop. Like, I'm all right. We already know this motherfucker had fucking nigga teeth. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't forget this. The North remembers, and he had. They were not with <laughs> teeth. Like, don't don't even play like that. He's he's fucked up. That's a mm-hmm. fucked up man. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't fuck him. <laughs> and y'all built this country off the backs of our ancestors, bitch. Fuck you. So anyway, you owe me, honestly, to be quite fucking honest. Open your <laughs> But you know, I was like, well, I don't put it past this motherfucker. That's what I feel as I the whole time. As I, I don't put it past his ass, I believe. I believe he would be do that shit. Mm-hmm. I, he would eat someone. Do. Yes, he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like. Yeah, and I feel like this one balanced the humor with the. Yeah the creepy really well this one was i thought this one was funny and yeah i like that premise of it's like really we just kind of follow whatever historians say is accurate and like but also they're just storytellers too like mm-hmm. how do we know we don't we don't we don't we really don't you know unfortunately history is uh written in the eyes of those who like to oppress others yeah um, the one so. people who won Mm-hmm. Yeah, the winners write the books. So, um, so I know that we all kind of covered the all the episodes we did like and we didn't like. Um, my question for the group before we close it out and wrap this thing up is um <laughs> would you come on y'all? Why y'all gotta be racing right now? You know, <laughs> You know we in the DC area and they in the fucking motorbike say you know they're like riding groups with the loud ass motorbike mm-hmm. touching the ground and shit. Bitch, Ooh. come on. 
fine. Anyway, like I was saying, <laughs> would you like if someone wants to revive this show? Would you like to see it again? If you did, would it fit your like you know fit the mold because it was shorter? Would you like it as is? What are y'all thoughts? Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh. I feel like I would like for them to like look at both seasons and then make one season out of it and then redo all of them. If that makes sense. Like take, take the standouts, right. Give them a, give them a coat of paint, maybe give the, give the writing a look over on quite a few of them and then present them. I'd be all right. But like, I think there were two, like, I feel like this could have been two, eight episode seasons as opposed to like 13 episode seasons, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I actually would like to see this again. I think it's a really cool concept and I enjoyed watching them and I would like to see the 20, them. the 2021 version of this yes. w- might be pretty fucking dope. It might be, yeah. it might be pretty cool. Yes. I would love to see that because, and I think now we have so many new directors that have come up and are, you know, building up steam in the horror world. And I would like to see what they would do with these, uh, like with their own concept for an episode. I do think it's a good idea to have it where there's no set time and maybe like a max, like don't go over this time. But Mm -hmm. I do think it's like, hey, if you can tell the story in 20 minutes, do it. Like that's fine. You, I, you I know, like you know they they gonna knock on Ari Aster's disturbed door. Fucking, he'd be like, "Say less, I got you." Yeah, but Ari Aster would be like, "Okay, but my out my episode needs to be two hours and forty five minutes." <laughs> no, like, Ari, please, you get know. a full feature. Like, bitch, don't be doing all that. <laughs> yeah, he makes shorts. He's had some shorts. Yeah, don't uh, think like you can't make a short Ari. Don't care. <laughs> I think. I would love it if they would, one, leave them as is. I like to see where things go and where they started. Mm-hmm. Leave it as is. Be like, hey, we're going to do a new situation, 2021 style here, season three. Mm-hmm. Start off new. And then kind of mm-hmm. just tweak it where, of course, what y'all said with the time, like, listen, take a page out of Black Summer Book. What, however long the episode needs to be, that's how long the episode is. Yeah, That's just it. And I feel like back then, especially if you're in a TV slot, or something like that. You have to have a time thing, but now with streaming, it's different because you don't have to be on TV in between something to like mm. map out and fit like a puzzle. Yeah. You can just do what you want to do with streaming. I think yeah. they didn't have that freedom back then. Um, so I'm like, you could just do that now on streaming. I feel like somebody, of course, like Shutter or something would pick something up like that. Oh, Especially yeah. if we're going to be as extreme with all the titties and the sex. Now, one, reduce some of the sex because it's it's too much. Bring some women on it's board. Yeah, bring the women on board. And then we have a lot of new directors. And you can still bring back some of the old ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell some fucking stories, man. Like I want, I, I, like I said, I love anthology series. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. things. Anthologies and short stories. I love them. So I'm just like, yeah, give me more individual random stories. I want to see them. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, fresh coat of paint, adjust the time, mm-hmm. get some new people in the room, Absolutely. some people who know better. And then, of course, it's a new year, so a lot of people do know better, at least to that extent. Because, like I said, these episodes, they are problematic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're problematic. So, you know, just give it a a new try. I would like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that'd be dope. I'd like to see it. Yeah. Agree. I'd like to see it. 
Um, I literally agree with everybody here. Um, I If they did bring it back, it definitely has to be shorter in terms of overall length and then individual episode length. Everybody doesn't need to have to hit that hour mark because you could tell a story and it doesn't have to be fucking 59 minutes. Like, and it could still be effective. We've seen it. It can be done. Um, and I feel like it's very challenging. So rise to the occasion, honestly, truly. Um, but yeah. I, before we slide on out the door. Cha-cha real smooth. Okay. <laughs> Please, first of all, thank y'all so much for spending time with us, chopping it up. And thank you so much for dedicating time of your life to watch the best <laughs> fucking show. That was a lot of hours uh, of our lives. I did not know it was going to go that way, but I appreciate y'all for like really sticking this shit out. Um yep. Before we slide out, let the people know where they can find you. Do they have a, you have a Patreon, Cash app? Tell us again. Let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are Homies of Horror again, and that is our name on all of our social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, don't have a Patreon yet, but we we might be working on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we come out with our new episodes every single Monday. And we also stream on Twitch every single Monday night. We usually play some spooky games and we usually go a little bit more in depth about whatever movie we talked about mm-hmm. that week. So the link for that is in our in our bio on our social media if you guys yeah. want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, let us know in our comments, DMs, all that um, <laughs> at girl that scary all one word or www.girlthatscary.com. You can also pull up on our um email. Wow, I forgot the word. Right. At gmail.com, <laughs> you know, and uh we're also on Clubhouse and we do watch alongs on Wednesdays and shit like that. We'll have some live podcasts. We had we just had Rusty Cundiff on there not too long ago. Uh that was fucking awesome. Uh hopefully we get some more fun shit like that. Yeah, I'm I can't believe that shit happened. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Did that happen? (laughs) But yeah. Uh that was cool. Uh but yeah, pull up on us there because we have the GTS hotline there. We also have a Patreon. Mm -hmm. So go to www.patreon.com backslash girl that's Harry and you can find us up on the Patreon site extra bonus content and shit uh-huh. so we got some stuff for the free on there too so if yes. you like i don't really know if i want to put two dollars on the counter right now but that's okay but if you still feel that way and you're just there's free <laughs> stuff there there's you know fit free video content as well as audio content so yeah. check it out yeah and until next time guys bye, bye.